This podcast contains content and language not suitable for some listeners. Welcome to Oddities and Curiosities, a podcast about murder, the paranormal, and other oddities sure to pique your curiosity. We are Amanda and Brittany. It is episode 103, and we're talking about aliens today. Yeah, we are. Maybe. I mean, that's the plan. They could be. That's what I wrote. (laughs) (laughs) I hope that's what we're doing. No, that's what we're doing. But is it aliens? Is it not? Don't know. I mean, it is aliens, whether you choose to believe that that's a thing. Yeah, I mean, that's obviously what we're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hi, guys. Hey. (laughs) It's Wednesday. It is Wednesday. Thank God. Feels like it should be Friday already. It does, but it's not. We're recording on Wednesday. So it's weird. Yeah, it's a little awkward. Hope you enjoyed the episode that came out today. (laughs) (laughs) I was laughing hysterically in my car and at my desk at work. Oh, there is one little thing that I want to just kind of address. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, so (laughs) last week. We were a little iffy on keeping it in. Whilst talking about Jerry Springer. Mm Mm-hmm. We used the word midget and realized after the fact that that's not very it sounded polite a or insensitive. Yes, PC. So um, we apologize if that offended anybody. That was not our intention. Yeah, we were just going by what the Jerry Springer TV like series titles were. Yeah, and we had had alcohol, so we didn't think about what we were talking yeah. about. Yeah. So we apologize if anyone was offended. That was not our intentions at all. And so there's that. Okay. Okay. Good. I'm glad we covered that. Yeah. <laughs> she even texted me. She was like, should we say this? And I'm like, well, I mean, we said it was the show that exploited it. So maybe it would be okay, but we'll make a PSA. And the rest of the segment was kind of funny. So I thought so. I mean, there we go. That's some crazy stuff. <laughs> if you're not 100% sure what we're talking about, then yeah. you should go listen to episode 102 and then check the socials for pictures from that episode. Mm-hmm. And hump day treats. Always a good idea. And mind teasers and shenanigans and, and guess that cryptid. So on and so forth. And yeah, there's a whole lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Just go check it out. Yeah. Facebook, Participate. You Instagram. Know. You can chat with us and. We haven't said it in a while, but you can shoot us an email. We like emails if you have any ideas for stories or if you have. A spooky tale to tell because October is coming. I was just about to say, speaking mm-hmm. of, it's I saw your probably face time to start getting those spooky stories together because yes. that's what we do in October. And we want any kind of like weird story. So if you have like a personal ghosty experience mm-hmm. or know somebody that's had a ghosty experience, or if you have some sort of brush with true crime that you'd like to share if a murder happened in you know your town or if you escaped an awkward situation we had one of those last time which was a great story to tell yeah it was urban legends in your hometown yes we love those have you seen bigfoot we want to know about that i kind of want to see bigfoot um you know just any any oddities Ah. or curiosities (laughs) you know all that stuff so share that shit bro Start start getting those together. Start sending those in. But, uh, yeah, our email, just so you know. Oh, yeah. We, we, <laughs> we haven't shared that in a while, and I don't remember it, so I'm fixing to look at my phone. So We always get it confused. 
I know. Because I each social is a different title, and so I never can keep it straight. Everything's long. It's also long. Okay. Oddities <laughs> and Curiosities Pod at gmail.com. There you go. Let's give a shout out real quick to Kate. Who sent us an email. Yeah, that um, was so sweet. We loved it. It was great. And she had a little topic suggestion that we're going to toss in somewhere. We may mm-hmm. save it for the listener episode. Mm-hmm. If we can't, you know, mesh it with the topic sooner than that. So I'm thanks, sure Kate. Can find something. Thank you, Kate. It was super sweet. We'll post your email. If, if that's okay. If that's okay. We'll hit you up first. Yeah. <laughs> Check your email. Yeah. <laughs> of course it would have. Yeah, it's fine. We'll it's wait fine. till we hear from you. Yeah. we are so good at this so so good such professionals um Um, yeah so you know it does kind of look professional it's uh hump Hump day day treat because uh it's It's hump day And I'm going on airplane tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by myself. It's not the first time I've done it. I just hate doing it by myself. That was the oddest time to throw that in. Uh, it's getting closer and closer. So my anxiety is starting to, to peak just a little bit. I expected you to say something when I was like, we're recording on Wednesday. <laughs> but you threw it in right after the hump day song. This was on my brain. <laughs> okay. Amanda is super pretty. And here's our hump day treat. <laughs> what did you bring us, Brett? <laughs> okay, so our hump day treat's kind of a collaboration. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. So, like, last season, maybe? It was last season. Amanda was in her friendly neighborhood liquor store and found the cutest little bottles of outer space vodka hell yes and little like alien heads yeah i knew we had an alien episode so i snatched them up yeah so she bought those and has just been hanging on to them Mm -hmm. so she lent me those (laughs) and i wanted to find a green cocktail because i mean i think green or gray with aliens and gray is not cute i don't want to drink a gray cocktail thank you for that thank you it's scary so i went with green (laughs) And I modified something that I found on Pinterest. So I'm going to give it my own name. I really like this pretty color green that we got going on here. It's beautiful. So we're just going to call this the ONC Little Green Man. That's adorable. (laughs) (laughs) So here we are. And we have it in little champagne (laughs) goblets. So cute. It's it's a fancy grown-up glass. It's not a champagne goblet. I don't know. But it's a grown-up glass. So, we used two ounces of Outer Space Vodka. Mm-hmm. Somewhere between three-fourths of an ounce and an ounce of blue curacao. The measuring was fun. Don't at me. <laughs> and then three ounces of Dole's pineapple orange juice mixture. Yeah, because it, didn't it call for pineapple and orange juice? Yes, so I bought my own hey, thing. That, that's a winner right there. And then you're supposed to shake it. I sort of stir mix. You pour it, it back and forth a couple yeah. of times. That worked. So, yeah, I sort of shook it. <laughs> and it made this beautiful, this beautiful little green man drink. So here we go. Yeah. We tasted it. It tracks. 
Yeah, we had to taste a, quite a bit of it so we could make room for the rest of it in the glass. Just, <laughs> it was a thing. I'm here for it. When is there not a thing? I didn't hate it. Not one single bit. All right. So, happy humping. Happy humping. And now let's talk about some alien shit. Okay. Okay. So, I decided to write about Roswell, New Mexico. Hell yes. Why would you not? That's just what I think of when I think alien. Right. I want to go. I know. So bad. Well, when I get to the end, you'll really want to go. Oh, baby. Okay. In 1947, the United States and other countries were in the midst of a flying saucer craze (laughs) as people reported seeing strange objects in the sky that they claimed were spacecraft piloted by aliens. All right. One morning around Independence Day in 1947, about 75 miles from the town of Roswell, New Mexico, a ranger... (laughs) No, not Randy Quaid. His, His name is kind of as cool as Randy Quaid. A ranger named Mac Brazel. Oh my God, it is. Okay. Found something unusual in his sheep pasture. Although officials from the local Air Force base asserted that it was a crashed weather balloon, like they always say. Uh huh. Many people believed it was the remains of an extraterrestrial flying saucer. Yes. A series of secret, quote unquote, dummy drops in New Mexico during the 1950s heightened their suspicions. Well, I want to name something Dummy Drops because that's cute. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get into more of what that is in a minute. This is our synopsis paragraph. Nearly 50 years after the story of the mysterious debris broke, the U.S. military issued a report linking the incident to a top-secret atomic espionage project, which is super cool, called Project Mogul. Still, many people continue to embrace the UFO theory, and hundreds of curiosity seekers visit Roswell and the crash site every year. Yes. So. Okay. Let's dive in. What Mac Brazel found was a mess of metallic sticks held together with tape, chunks of plastic and foil reflectors, and scraps of a heavy, glossy, paper-like material. Unable to identify the strange objects, Brazel called Roswell's sheriff. The sheriff, in turn, called officials at the nearby Roswell Army Air Force Base. Soldiers fanned out across Brazel's field, gathering the mysterious debris and whisking it away in armored trucks. Yes, there's a photo! I have a picture of someone gathering the debris. It's kind of hard to see. All the pictures, like the legit pictures, were in black and white. Yeah. But you can see he's holding some sort of um, metallic paper Mm -hmm, in his hand. mm -hmm. Which is kind of weird looking for 1947. Very much so. And it almost looks like the lining of like a cooler bag or yeah, something. Yeah, I was going to say it looks like insulation yeah, type it's, stuff. It's really weird looking. But that was the clearest picture I could find. Because there's a lot out there that you yeah, can look at. Yeah, but you can see like a lot of the stuff on the floor yeah. as well. So, okay. Kind of cray. A little bit. On July 8th. R-A-A-F captures, I don't know, on July 8th, R-A-A-F captures flying saucer on ranch in Roswell region was the top story in the Roswell Daily Record. But was it true? On July 9th, an Air Force official clarified the paper's report. The alleged flying saucer, he said, was only a crashed weather balloon. Hmm. However, to anyone who had seen the debris or the newspaper photographs of it, It was clear that whatever this thing was, it was no weather balloon. Some people believed and still believe that the crashed vehicle had not come from Earth at all. 
They argued that the debris in Brazel's field must have come from an alien spaceship. The Roswell Morning Dispatch noted the new claim in a July 9, 1947 story entitled, Army debunks Roswell flying disc as world simmers with excitement. How long are these headlines? For real, I was just kidding. Both of them are like the super long. Thing. Raft <laughs> captures flying saucer on ranch in Roswell region. That's a lot of R's. Mm-hmm. Calm down, people. However, the article also included an interview with Brazel, who did not believe that the debris he discovered was from a weather balloon. I agree. I have a picture of a weather balloon from 1947. Oh, good job. I did a good goog. Yeah, you did. It says weather balloon. Nothing on this looks like that metallic paper to me. No. Unless that entire balloon is lined with it, but then I don't see how it would float. Right. I don't know. I don't know what the bottom part of it is made out of. I mean, there's sticks, but that doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> that don't mean nothing. Yeah. It it doesn't look it's like a it little matches. Sus. Mm-hmm. The portions of the debris most puzzling to Brazel may, in fact, have been from a radar target. Yeah. Why would a weather balloon have a radar target? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know I don't, what the I fuck don't. a radar target is. <laughs> <laughs> Because you say Target, and I think of, like, the Target logo bullseye. (laughs) We'll post a photo of the Target bullseye. (laughs) In case you don't know. And if you don't know, (laughs) where have you been? Uh, At Walmart. (laughs) Ugh, Walmart. No offense, but our Walmart's just I need to side tangent real quick. Okay. Okay, so y'all know my love for Target and all things Target and grocery shopping at Target. Yes. I had this bright idea that I was going to save dollars. Oh, oh, I was going to buy groceries at Kroger because I hate Walmart and people talk about how awesome Kroger is. Surely that's cheaper than Target. And I know it's cheaper than Brookshire's. <laughs> so like I even signed up for a Kroger card. I did the whole Aww. nine yards and I was like, you know what? They have a Starbucks in there, so it can't be that bad. Sure. Okay. <laughs> the buggies are metal buggies like at Walmart, not plastic like Target. <laughs> There are no cup holders or cell phone holders in the buggies at Kroger like there are at Target. I can't believe how funny my pain is to you. Brittany was roughing it, y'all. I couldn't find anything. And I finally get to the checkout. And I'm like, awesome, I'm going home. There's no conveyor belt for me to put my groceries up in the order that I need to put them in. I'm one of those people. And I was like, okay, well, that's fine. I'll get over that. She just was pulling them out of the buggy. Then I realized I had to bag my own groceries. Yeah. What the fuck? I had to do it. Mm -mm. (laughs) And like, I couldn't keep up with her. And like, (laughs) my groceries are piling up and I'm trying to bag. And then I look and I'm like, I have nowhere to put these bags because she still got my buggy. Because I bought two weeks (laughs) worth of groceries. It was a horrible experience. They're supposed to have another buggy down on the end. I'm scarred. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm going back to Target tomorrow. Or no, Friday when I go grocery shopping. I think you should. Don't go to that Kroger. Like, go to the Kroger Marketplace That's if you want so a better Kroger experience. Away. I know, but they do have the cup holders and the buggies there. Okay, maybe. They do. I really. They're still the the metal buggies, but they do have the cup holders in there. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> when did I reach this point in my life? 
Where I'm this bougie about the grocery store. Because you've spoiled yourself to Target. I can never go anywhere else. I don't think you can. You might not be able to. I made a post on Facebook about being too bougie for Kroger. How did I miss that? The amount of people that laughed at me was insane. And somebody commented, yeah, you're more of a Whole Foods type of person to me. And I was like, how dare you? I don't have Whole Foods money, but if I did. (laughs) And that's when I realized I had a problem. You might. It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) Anyway, radar targets and aliens. Okay. (laughs) And we're back. Okay, so found debris. The farmer doesn't think it's a weather balloon. The government says it's a weather balloon. And here we are. These skeptics grew more numerous during the 1950s when the Air Force conducted a series of secret, quote-unquote, dummy drops over air bases, test ranges, and unoccupied fields across New Mexico. These experiments, meant to test ways for pilots to survive falls from high altitudes, sent bandaged, featureless dummies with latex skin and aluminum bones. They were dummies that looked an awful lot like space aliens falling from the sky onto the ground, where military vehicles would descend on the landing site to retrieve the bodies as quickly as possible. What? So, to to test different ways for pilots, like if there's a crash or they have to eject, to fall, they use these dummies. So they're saying it was a dummy, perhaps? Yes. No. They were saying it was the dummy. Like, they use those to mimic the body of a pilot. This is a picture of a more human-looking one. Okay. So, this one does have features. There was one other picture that I found of the bandaged, featureless one. Was it creepy? It was so grainy, you couldn't even really tell what it was. And so, I didn't feel like it was worth it to put it on there, because you couldn't tell what it was. Yeah, no, definitely not then. But that's what one of the newer, more humanoid-looking ones looks like. He looks like like a crash test dummy. He does, yes. Like, legit. But if you look at the suit, that could be some of that, like, metallic, papery material. I don't know. That was... uh, It looked a little bit more stiff than his suit. I don't... What he was holding did, anyways. That's what she said. Yeah, it did look more crinkly. Yeah. But if you just crashed out of a plane onto the ground, it might you might be wrinkled. You might have some wrinkles. So I don't know. <laughs> There's no way to know. There's no way to know. To people who believe the government was covering up the truth about Roswell, these dummy drops seemed just as suspicious. They were convinced that the dummies were actually extraterrestrial creatures who had been kidnapped and were being experimented on by government scientists. Oh, my God. The bandaged ones could have been. Could have been. Oh, those poor little green men. Mm-hmm. Well, if it was those bandage pictures, those was big green men. The big ones creep me out. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but they creep me out. Because it's big. That's what she said. And when they have those really long legs, like in signs. <gasps> oh, oh, that gives oh, me nightmares. Oh, oh, oh. When it stepped out from around the corner. Nope, 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 nope. Back it up, Terry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Quickly. <laughs> and now that there is proof... Government. No, they've admitted it. Let's like this. Look, this all takes on a whole new meaning. It does because (laughs) my mindset at this point in my life is fuck a ghost, a goddamn alien, right? No, thank you. I think I'd rather have ghosts. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Can we be friends? Can we just be cool? Can we cohabitate in peace? (laughs) 
If I hide under my covers, will you leave me alone? (laughs) Okay, moving on. (laughs) It turned out that the army knew more about Brazel's flying saucer than it let on. Since World War II, a group of geophysicists and oceanographers from Columbia University, New York University, and Woods Hole. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure it's a really great place, okay? (laughs) It's so funny. Every time I ran over it, it made me laugh. I'm such a 12-year-old boy sometimes. And the Woods Hole Oceanographic? Oceanographic? Oceanographic. Oceanographic institution on Cape Cod had been working on a top secret atomic espionage project. I love top secret atomic espionage. Yes. Spash it. Project Mogul. Yeah. So they were working on that shit <laughs> at New Mexico's <laughs> Alamogordo Airfield. Good Lord. Project Mogul used sturdy high-altitude balloons to carry low-frequency sound sensors. I'm fixing to get super sciencey. Okay. High-altitude balloons to carry low-frequency sound sensors into the tropopause, a faraway part okay. of the Earth's atmosphere that acts as a sound channel. Shut up. And this part of the atmosphere, sound waves can travel for thousands of miles without interference, much like under the ocean. The scientists believe that if they sent microphones into the sound channel, they would be able to eavesdrop on nuclear tests as far away as the Soviet Union. Oh, my God. We should do that. <laughs> I ain't going to make it to the tropopause. <laughs> <laughs> Not we, like us, just like, you know, like we, the U.S. should like do that. Well, they, they were trying to do that. That was the plan. I'm sure That's they've done it by now, Project right? Project Mogul was. I did not Google that anymore. That's some badass stuff. And that got super sciencey for me. Yeah, that was a bit much. I learned tropopause, though. Tropopause. That's a word. Okay. According to the U.S. military, the debris in Brazel's field outside Roswell actually belonged to Project Mogul. It was the remains of a 700-foot-long string of neoprene... Neoprene... <laughs> Peen. <laughs> uh, you can't say peen. <laughs> that made me think of peen, made me think of wiener, and that made me think of something else. My daughter Asher has just learned the word weenus for the skin on your elbow. <laughs> so she says it all so the time So everything now. is weenus. Everything. So Ashton is learning French at school. Oh, yeah. They have one French class a week in kindergarten. It's insane. That's awesome. But he was learning, my name is Ashton, Jean-Mapel Ashton. Yeah. And in the bath last night. What'd he say? <laughs> Jean-Mapel Wiener. <laughs> what the fuck? He's such a little boy. Boys are weird. Oh, my God. Yeah. Jean-Mapel Wiener. <laughs> Literally cannot. And then he kept singing that part of Beauty and the Beast where all they say is bonjour, 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 oh bonjour, bonjour. Oh my gosh. So yay, French. Yay. <laughs> Anyhow, okay, I'm going to stop side tangenting. Probably. Could now we have to leave the neoprene part in there. None of that other <laughs> shit makes sense. All right, neoprene. I'm going to go ahead just for shits and gigs and reread the sentence though. Okay. Get back on track. (laughs) It was the remains of a 700-foot-long string of neoprene balloons, radar reflectors for tracking, and sonic equipment that the scientists had launched from the Alamogordo base 
in June and that had apparently crashed in early July 1947, which is when Brazel's crash happened. Mm -hmm. I have a picture of this uh, Project Mogul thing. Oh, hell yes. Oh. It's big. She big. So maybe, like, okay, maybe, 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 yeah, because it's, it's big and there's a big plastic tarp on top of it. Metallic so. shit happening. There's lots of like metal sticks. Yeah. Okay. And they, it said there was trackers on it. You kind of got me on this one. So it I mean, oh. could be a project mobile thing. Yeah, it could. Because the project was highly classified, no one at the Roswell Army Airfield even knew it existed, and they had no idea what to make of the objects Brazel had found. In fact, some officials on the base were worried that the wreckage had come from a Russian spy plane or satellite, information that they were understandably reluctant to share with the public. Mm -hmm. The weather balloon story, flimsy though it was, was the simplest and most plausible explanation they could come up with on short notice. So they had no idea that Project Mogul was a thing, and they thought it was, like, from a spy craft. So they were like, let's just say it's a weather balloon and figure it out later. Okay, That's well, if they didn't know Project Mogul was a thing, I'll give them that. But now, after seeing that photo, I'm going to say it's a high possibility. Yeah, my, I vote Mogul. Yeah. Meanwhile, to protect the scientists' secret project, no one at Alamogordo could step in and clear up the confusion. Because it was so Ooh. top secret. Ooh. The Atomic Espionage Project. Yes. I love it. The spy shit. Espionage. That yes. is such a great word. It is. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be a spy when I grow up. Okay. No, that sounds scary. I take it back already. Oh, come on. We already said the other day that we're going to become stalkers if I ever start dating somebody. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's for protective purposes. I mean. Okay. Protective purposes. You got to do what you got to do. I like to think of that more as research. Vetting? Yeah, yeah. totally. Mm-hmm. It's like doing a background check. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm not ashamed. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> the Roswell incident subsequently faded from the headlines, though the interest in UFOs and aliens continued. And then the Roswell incident was published in 1980. The book's a good year. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. <laughs> the book's author's... Charles Berlitz and William L. Moore labeled the weather balloon explanation a cover story. They argued that the original debris, which they believed was from a crashed flying saucer, had been flown to Wright Field near Dayton, Ohio, and material from a weather balloon was hastily substituted. Mm. Mm. Although the book was widely disputed, it sparked additional conspiracy theories, as well as a number of hoaxes. Yeah. Notably, in 1984, documents surfaced that were alleged to be classified memos concerning Majestic 12 or MJ-12, a secret operation launched by President Harry S. Truman to handle the Roswell incident. Mm -hmm. The documents, however, were later determined to be fake, and no evidence was found to support the existence of MJ-12. Well, that's stupid and mean. Yeah. Rude. This is even worse, though. Oh. This was followed by an alleged alien autopsy film yeah. in 1995 that purported to show the dissection of an alien corpse from the Roswell incident. The 17-minute video was later claimed to be a fraud by its director. I remember that. I have a screen grab from that, and it's creepy to look at, so I'm only going to look for a second, and then I'm closing it out. Yep. Yep. That's an air quotes alien. Yeah. Yeah. And it freaks me out. Looking at it freaks me out. I don't like it. I don't know if it's real or not. 
Well, no, the director said it was a hoax. I know. But just because they say it's a hoax, could they be covering it up and saying it's a hoax? I mean, it's like really not. The conspiracies are everywhere. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say it was a hoax. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to go buy you a tinfoil hat. (laughs) (laughs) Everything's great. (laughs) They may have already gotten to my brain. (laughs) It may be too late. (laughs) In 1997, a definitive Air Force report, the Roswell Report, case closed, (gasps) ventured the opinion that stories of alien bodies may have come from civilian witnesses who saw parachute crash test dummies, a severely injured airman parachutist, and charred bodies from an airplane crash during the 1950s. Oh, my God. The report proposed that the witnesses consolidated the separate events the Project Mogul materials, the crash test dummies, the airmen and the charred bodies in their memories. They're saying all these different memories from all these different times somehow caught condensed in these witnesses' brains. Come on. Uh, okay. No. Mm-mm. For Mm-mm. many UFOologists, UFOlogists, UFOlogists. <laughs> I just want to say ufologists. Ufologists. <laughs> However you are supposed to say that. It's probably ufologists. Well, maybe? it's spelled all capitals UFO. I log- know. Logists. I think that's just a play on the word. Ufologists. Out of freaking If you know, shoot us a message. Yeah. So for many of these guys, <laughs> however, <laughs> these explanations were seen as part of a continued cover-up by the U.S. government. Today, many people continue to believe that the government and the military are covering up the truth about alien landings at and around Roswell. In 1994, the Pentagon declassified most of its files on Project Mogul and the dummy drops, and the Federal General Accounting Office produced a report called Report of Air Force Research Regarding the Roswell Incident. Oh, my God. Shortened. I know. (laughs) Condensed. They designed that report to... Debunk the rumors. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, there are still people who subscribe to the UFO theory. Yeah. And hundreds of thousands of curiosity seekers visit Roswell every year, hoping to find out the truth for themselves. Rather than ending the conspiracy theories, however, all the hoaxes sparked increased interest, and Roswell became synonymous with UFOs and aliens. Well, of course. The incident became a significant part of the city's economy. In 1992, the International UFO Museum and Research Center opened in Roswell, and since 1996, Roswell has been the site of an annual UFO festival. (laughs) It's not a rave. It's not a UFO rave. Well, it should be. (laughs) But I have three pictures of the festival just because I thought it was cool. So the first picture is of this giant spacecraft balloon. That's cute. It's like a Macy's Day balloon. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Oh, my God. The second one, I would venture to say, is inside the museum. Yeah. That's, that's what it looks like. Yep. Yep. But those are the ones yep, I like. With the long eyes and the long arms yep, and just yep. clicking off of that. It's just not. And the third picture is people dressed up like aliens, whatever kind of alien they want to be. See, it's a rave. Mm-hmm. It's, there's a kid there. That's not a rave. Okay. A kid-friendly rave. Look at the old people covered in blankets. They're not raving. (laughs) Oh, my God. Actually, that's probably me with my lawn chair and my blanket. (laughs) That'd be me, too. Wearing just a green shirt. That's as much as I'm dressing up that day. I'll paint an alien face on it. It's fine. Okay. (laughs) 
I'll paint one for you too. Yeah, there's one every year. So I kind of want to go to that. Let's go to Roswell, and that was my story. I like it. Thanks. That was really, really good. Short and sweet this week. Only like a like, handful of side tangents. Just a handful. <laughs> <laughs> it was. They were good side tangents. Okay, though. it was pretty funny. I enjoyed the trip. Thanks. <laughs> okay. So for my part, I had one in mind, but then I decided to go with three. Okay. Because three is always better. Okay. So I'm doing some famous abductions. All right. I like it. All of this comes from All Things Interesting. Okay. I didn't write it, but I liked it. So I'm sharing it. Okay. So my first one, I'm just going to read it. The headlines as it is. When Travis Walton was abducted and probed for five days. Ouch. Yes. No, thank you. Proceed. (laughs) On November 5th, 1975, Travis Walton was purportedly abducted and didn't return for five whole days. When he did, he had quite the explanation for his disappearance. Let's go take a look at Travis. Okay. Okay. Travis looks like a good old boy. He was. Is. He's got a, is that a, a... Safety helmet on? Yes. He's a lumberjack. All right. Lumberjack Travis. Pretty much. With a very um, Tom Selleck-esque mustache. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was the 70s, almost 80s. So, yeah. Dismissed as a mentally unstable liar, Walton chronicled his alleged alien stories in The Walton Experience three years later, which was adapted into the science fiction classic Fire in the Sky. Okay. Okay. I get a side tangent. Okay. The reason I picked this case is because that movie came out when I was in fifth grade. I went to go see it with my bestie friend, Emily, Mm -hmm. and my dad picked us up afterwards. I'm pretty sure we saw it at the mall. Because that's what existed back then. Mm -hmm. We had a movie theater in there. And he had a Ford Explorer. And we would not put our feet down in the back seat. Because (laughs) we thought little aliens were going to get us. It was that scary. I mean, it's not now. But (laughs) in fifth grade, that was some real shit. I've never seen it. It's really, really good. I think they did a pretty good job with it. And the actors in it are really good. Okay. So his abduction began after a long day's work in the psych... Graves, 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 National Forest near Herber, Arizona. Herber. Herber. Yeah. Walton and his six-man group of loggers were returning home when they allegedly spotted a shiny disc spanning 40 feet in diameter hovering in the sky above them. It was a metallic glowing disc making some very strange sounds, he recalled. The closer I got to it, the more scared we all got, and they were swearing at me to get away from there. And when I got up close, it suddenly got louder and started to move. No, Bruh, no, run. no, no. I'd have never walked closer. Curiosity killed the cat, okay? Mm-hmm. When- <laughs> Curiosity probed the Walton. <laughs> <laughs> Life's <laughs> lessons. <laughs> I'm using that from now on. We're that's a, that's gonna be a thing. New merch idea. I need to write that down. Hold on. <laughs> oh my god. 
<laughs> okay. I mean, I'd wear it. I would definitely <laughs> wear this. <laughs> I might have to do something with this. Okay. TM, TM, TM. TM. <laughs> it's ours. You can't have it. Okay. Walton then claimed that non-human beings abducted him and experimented on him until he fought them off. He has maintained this claim for 45 years. But as the beings purportedly poked and prodded at him on a kind of table, five days elapsed on Earth where Walton was officially declared missing and his co-workers became suspects. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> I became curious inside the no, craft. No, he didn't. He became conscious. Con- fuck. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'd be curious too, but <laughs> he became conscious inside the craft. <laughs> and I believed I was in the hospital, said Walton. I was in a lot of pain. And as I became more conscious, I looked around and I saw alien beings and I just panicked. Well, no shit, pal. They were much smaller than me. And I think that's the reason they gave up, he said, adding that he hit one of them. <laughs> I mean, Jerry, Jerry. <laughs> he didn't ever have aliens on his show. That was the one thing he was lacking. Fuck. That's why it didn't make it. He needed to have aliens. On his show. Oh my god! Midget aliens. Little people. <laughs> I was making a joke. Oh. Okay. Okay. Little people aliens. Little people aliens. Like little green men. Maybe is that? <laughs> okay, I'm out. <laughs> Anyways, um, so he hit one of them, and once they found out they couldn't control me, they split. I was absolutely terrified. Meanwhile, Walton's colleagues were questioned by authorities, and when Walton miraculously reappeared, a full-scale investigation was launched that included polygraphs, psychological evaluations, and physical examinations. For five days, the authorities thought he'd been murdered by his co-workers, and then he was returned, said Ufologist, whatever it is. Yeah. Jim Ledwith, all of the co-workers who were there, who saw the spacecraft, they all took polygraph tests and they all passed except for one. And that one was inconclusive. Man, those cops went zero to a hundred, right? Five days missing and they thought his co-workers just murdered me. Where is that action in the rest of the country? Right? Like, I mean, they zero were wrong. Zero to a hundred. They were wrong. Yeah. But, but like, damn, they wasted no, no time. <laughs> not in Her- Her- Herber. Herber. Not Arizona. in Herber, honey. Not in Herber. <laughs> In the end, the Walton case remains as inconclusive as all of these alien abduction stories do. Curiously, however, later research conducted at the site of Walton's abduction showed an unusual growth rate in the trees where the craft had allegedly hovered. Interesting. The trees near the site were found to be producing wood fiber at a rate 36 times greater than they had in decades before. Ooh, that's weird. A little suspicious. A little bit. All right, um, that was story number one. Love it. I could talk about that one a lot, but we're going to move on. A lot. I like it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was coming eventually. That's what she said. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> we, we just teased it a few times. <laughs> so it was bound to happen. <laughs> Woo! Nothing I could say there would make it sound better. So... No. Moving right along. Moving right along to story number two. The alien story of Marine veteran Terrell Copeland that saw him abducted while 
napping. What? Yeah, he got abducted while he was taking a nap. How rude is that? Let Never napping again. Nap. Yes, we are. <laughs> I mean, how often do I get to nap, really? Um, uh, Maybe like once every six months. Yeah, that's about right. <laughs> okay, well, let's talk about Terrell. Okay. Terrell Copeland claimed that he was abducted by aliens, particularly because he was a Marine. I have a photo. Okay. Of when he was a Marine. Okay. Typical picture. Yeah. Got, got the uniform on and the American flag in the background. With the hat and, and the collar. He and looks like yep. an adorable little baby. He does because you go into the military as a child and it's craziness. Yeah. Okay. As a former United States Marine, Terrell isn't easily dismissed as an unreliable observer. And so his alien stories are perhaps harder to shake. He claimed that his first experience with aliens occurred in 2007 when he captured footage of what he believed to be a UFO on his cell phone from his apartment in Suffolk, Virginia. All right. It was an orb of light, he said, just a big ball of light. It wasn't moving. One was solid white. The other was directly across the street from it, up 300 feet above ground, and was changing colors very rapidly. Okay, that sounds pretty. Yeah. Copeland recalled feeling as though something was wrong and that he wasn't supposed to be witnessing the unnerving aerial appearance. But he alleged that it wasn't until after he published the footage online that things truly became strange. He should have kept it a secret. Mm -hmm. I woke up from a nap by the sound of someone trying to enter my apartment, he said. No, thank you, please. And I said, who is it? There was no answer. You could see the doorknob moving. Nope, 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 nope. like a scratching at the door. So you pull the covers over your head. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) It works every time. It's like an automatic shield. Yes. And he said, and I keep a firearm. It was on my table, and my thought was to get up and check. Are you stupid or something? No, you don't get up and check. You call the police and get under your blanket. check out the noise. You stay there in your covers. You're dying first in the movie. (laughs) You don't check out the noise. Don't go look or run up the stairs. No. Just don't. (sighs) Anyways, okay. So despite the urge to get up, though, he was paralyzed. And only able to move his eyes. Nope, 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 nope. I hate it when that happens. Mm -hmm. Suddenly, he purportedly heard a voice through the door tell him, You don't need that weapon. We won't harm. No fucking No, I'm definitely grabbing the weapon now. Mm -hmm. The incident certainly resembled the natural phenomenon known as sleep paralysis, which is experienced by many. But he soon began to experience missing hours as well. Hey, I I do that too. Oh, my cow. What, what did I do yesterday? I have no, no idea. No, ma'am. All that's just bad memory. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to give it a legit explanation instead of me just getting older. <laughs> oh, okay. Abducted it's the by aliens. aliens. It's mm-hmm. aliens. Okay. Okay. <laughs> he was incapable of accounting for four waking hours during a span of two nights. That's a lot of hours. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe 10, 15 minutes, but if you can't recount four hours. Just randomly? Mm-hmm. Was he drinking outer space vodka at the time? Oh, God, I hope not. I'm a little worried now. Uh, yeah, we had a good bit. Okay. We'll be fine. You know what? It's, it, it's done now. It's it is fine. what it is. 
When you see these objects and then you do the research and you see that there are so many people who have experienced the same thing as you, he said, you have to say to yourself, maybe there is something to this. He claimed that as soon as he started to keep a log of notes and sketches, his memory of what had happened during his episodes of Missing Time began to resurface. Mm -hmm. I was in a room and I saw a woman who did not have complete human features. Ew. That's weird. She had the typical black eyes that you hear about. She had an elongated skull, and that startled me. And the next memory I have is me standing on my balcony waving at this cylinder-shaped ship. Like, goodbye! See you later! I have a very serious question. What? How did he know it was a female? I don't know. Did she have six boobs? (laughs) Like, how did you know? Did she have two vaginas? How did you know? And where were they? (laughs) I want to know. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I think it was South Park, the episode with the, like, alien dudes, and they, like, start doing coke and have this orgy, and they're, like, sucking each other's ears. Yes. Oh, my God. We watched that probably two weeks ago, and I made Asher turn it off. I was like, oh, my God, this is awful. Yes, they're sucking, like, this little part that's on their body, and they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe I sucked your thing last night. Yeah, but it was, like, where their ears should be or something. Yes, it was was weird. Oh, my God. It was so weird. I know exactly what you're talking about. South Park is fucked up, but it goes hard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. Yeah, I don't think Asher can watch that anymore. She's it's getting into past, the season. She's past the threshold. Yeah, it, yeah, well, and it's getting into the seasons where it's like, oh. That's what I mean. Like, maybe you, we shouldn't watch. got like four seasons. The to teacher watch scissoring with somebody else. Scissor me timbers. <laughs> um, that was yesterday. Okay. Yeah, it's time. It is time. It is time. (laughs) His alien stories, which were eventually chronicled on the History Channel, remain both startling and unproven, as all alien abduction tales do. Did it come on after Ancient Aliens? I don't know. I kind of hope so. Crazy Guy on Ancient Aliens. That was a good show. (laughs) Is it still on? I don't know. Probably not. I used to watch it back in the day. Same. Get really high and watch it. Yep. (laughs) Ancient Aliens. It's fine. It was good. It was really good. Ancient Aliens or Animal Planet. Ooh. Planet Earth. Mm. All those. Oh, yeah. Those were the best. Yeah. Or like, okay, so there's this one show. Oh, God. Like it had all these OCD people on it, like with like severe different types of OCD. Oh, and there was this one dude who every time he saw an El Camino, what? he had to wash it off of him. He felt dirty. He would like rub his skin raw. What the fuck? And when they were doing immersion therapy, they were walking down the street, and this El Camino pulls up at this stop sign and goes to turn. And he's like freaking out. There's one right there. And he's like fucking. Well, of course there's one right there. They planned it. And he's like rubbing. Sh- he's like arms and like trying to get it off of him because now he's dirty because he's all El Camino. So does he just rub his skin or did he like have to go somewhere and take a shower and scrub his well, skin like, off? Im- he immediately started rubbing his skin, like oh trying to get it off of him. Okay. I just, I didn't know if he could like solve it by doing that or if he needed to go get in a shower. 
I can't really remember all the details, like I said. Yeah. I watched that's crazy. it with party favors. Gotcha. But that show was crazy. Okay, we might we, have to try to yeah. Google that and find out what that was. This this episode topic is side tangents. It's fine. It's fine. I only have one more story, just, so we're good. Just but love you us. might like this last one. Hold on, I'm almost done with this one. Just love us. Okay. <laughs> In the end, however, he said that his experience was for the best and has left him with a desire to be a better person. Well, all right. Good on you. I feel if someone from above took notice of me, then maybe I'm doing something right. And if I'm doing something right, maybe I can do it better. Well, Pick me. Pick me. That was a dumb thing to say. <laughs> Whatever positive spin you need to put on it, buddy. I <laughs> First of all, they took notice because you took pictures and video of shit yeah, you, you wasn't supposed to. That's you, why they you took was notice. Spreading information that mm-hmm. wasn't supposed to be spreaded. And if I'm doing something right, maybe I can do better. I mean, that sounds you like should it should like, be sewn onto a pillow. You should just always strive to do better. Why don't you just put that on a fucking pillow? Yeah. Always strive to do better. That's exhausting. <laughs> Dude, I'm try- I'm striving to survive. <laughs> <laughs> striving to make it through the day. Put okay. that on my fucking pillow. That's <laughs> why we got the adulting stickers, okay? Striving to survive. <laughs> I almost gave myself another one today, the I didn't cry today sticker. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> I didn't cry today. I'm saving that one for like a good. good like when patient. you almost really did. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. All right. Last story. Ready? <laughs> you ain't ready. Nope. Nope. You ain't ready. You don't even know. <laughs> you don't even know. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. This is the alien abduction of Antonio Villas Boas. That ended in extraterrestrial coitus. Yes. (laughs) That is a whole lot of headline, and I'm here for that shit. A whole lot. In 1954, two Venezuelan teenagers claimed that they found a UFO in the woods and were only able to escape. What are you laughing about? Extraterrestrial coitus. <laughs> like, what did I say? What did I fuck up? I just read it again. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, just wait. Extraterrestrial coitus. Would you like to have some extraterrestrial coitus tonight, ma'am? <laughs> Instead of, hey, baby. Hey, baby. <laughs> When we say, hey, baby, we're doing like the helicopter. We're helicoptering. It's fine. Because <laughs> for some reason, guys think, they, they think that that turns us on. I just, I just <laughs> look, I think we may have said this before. Stop it. <laughs> just quit it. It does not. It does the opposite. Okay. <laughs> it makes us want to laugh. And then things get weird. Okay. Let's just, I'm just going to keep going. Okay. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> so some teenagers claimed that they found a UFO in the woods and were only able to escape with their lives after fighting off small, hairy aliens. Hairy aliens. Yeah. This is That's a new, new one. Okay. Brazilian journalist. Jow. Wow. <laughs> How? Wow. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> Martins. <laughs> Mr. Martins, Mr. Martins covered the alleged experience in 1957 and asked readers to send in their own. 
That's when he was contacted by farmer Antonio Villas Boas. I have a photo. Okay. Of Mr. Antonio. It's the best I could get. It was the 50s. Look, he's got the little mole. He's got the mole and the little, like, the little Zora stash. Yes. <laughs> and he needs his eyebrows waxed. But other than that, other it's than great. That, photo. It's good. Okay. So Mr. Martins paid for the 23 year old's travel expenses and put him up in Rio de Janeiro. I would go there. Yeah. Where Mr. Olivo? Doctor. He earned Dr. that. Dr. Olivo Fontes examined him. Boaz exclaimed that he experienced an alien abduction one day after reading Mr. Martin's article chronicling the Venezuela incident, which seemed rather convenient. Indeed. He said that he had been working nights in his family's field in order to avoid the hot daytime temperatures. On October 16th, 1957, he purportedly saw a red star above the fields near São Francisco de Salas. Nailed it. Don't come at me. As it approached, Boaz claimed that atop the egg-shaped craft was a cupola containing a rotating red light. Okay. Yeah. As the vessel extended its three legs to the earth, he claimed that he tried to flee but was captured by five-foot-tall beings wearing gray overalls and helmets. Okay. It's a new experience. This is a whole new uh, visual. This is a here. whole new one for me as well. And then taken aboard their ship, he alleged that the beings' eyes were blue and small. Their communication consisted of animal-like sounds. Oh my god! <laughs> Ka-ka! That's exactly what I was about to do. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Okay. So. <laughs> Animal-like sounds. After blood was taken from his chin. Of all places. Maybe that's a new DNA spot that we don't know about as humans. I don't know what the significance would be of taking blood from your chin. I don't know. That sounds stupid to me. I've never heard of that ever. He was supposedly placed into a room filled with a strange gas, which caused him to feel severely ill. Soon, a naked... An attractive female entered the room. Swing. Swing. She was attractive. Apparently. Did she have six boobs? I don't know if she had (laughs) six boobs, but I can describe a little bit. Okay. He claimed that the woman was adorned with long blonde hair and red pubic hair. Well, that's interesting. And that the two soon engaged in sex. I wonder if he did the helicopter. (laughs) That was his mating call. (laughs) <laughs> That's why they sent the female. Well, it worked on an alien. Yeah. Afterwards, the woman gestured to her stomach, then motioned upwards, which Boaz later interpreted to mean that she would raise their child in space. What? He claimed he felt angry at having been treated like a good stallion <laughs> by the beings. <laughs> he was subsequently taken off the ship and watched it ascend into the heavens. Four hours had passed since his abduction. What is the deal with four hours? I think he just read a whole bunch of stuff and was like, oh, I'm going to take that. I'm going to take uh-huh. that. I'm going to take that. Those are- he fell asleep at work and didn't want to tell nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Where the fuck have you been? Instead of saying, I've been on a drinking binge for four hours. Mm-hmm. I was abducted by aliens. And they made me have sex with a female. <laughs> 
Her corbett did not match the drape. That's what I thought was weird. <laughs> Red? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Though both Martins and Dr. Fontes believe the story was fabricated, the doctor noticed signs that Boaz had radiation sickness, such as nausea, bruising, burning sensations in the eye, and the skin was painful to the touch. Interesting. But he could have also gotten that out in the field. Like, there could have been something, a weather balloon that fell. There could have been another dummy drop. <laughs> another dummy drop. It's another Project Mogul. Uh-huh. You know, I, who knows? But I could not resist the extraterrestrial How legit is the doctor? I don't know. I, I don't right, know. All right, well, that... <laughs> And done. Was, um, cray cray. Yeah. And extraterrestrial coitus is my new favorite phrase. Absolutely. <laughs> that and curiosity probed the Walton. <laughs> yes. That was so all we're taking from this mm-hmm. episode. Yep. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was. An interesting and fun alien episode. Highly educational, right? <laughs> I learned so many things. Tropopause. Tropopause is a word. Mm-hmm. It's that's in a thing. space. It is. It's the sound wave makes layer sound waves like the ocean in the space. Science in the ozone <laughs> layer. Something. Yeah, science. We did science. We did today. science today and history. Yep. Yep. No triggers. No triggers. No triggers. There was no triggers for me. I don't know if anybody else has been abducted and maybe this will trigger you, but. Uh, If it does, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Because I didn't even think about that. We we didn't do it on purpose. And then email us your story. Spooky story. Hello. Hello. Come on. We'll take alien encounters as well. Yeah. Especially those. Hell yeah. Okay. All right. Anyway, let's move on. It's time for Guess That Cryptid! Sure! Yeah! I think that was pretty close, actually. All right, so it is clue number two for cryptid number three. Yeah. Let's see what you got. You ready? Yeah. All right. It can appear... Or disappear at will. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I want that mm-hmm. superpower. Oh, that'd be great. Just like pop up and be like, Actually. what are you doing? <laughs> or I don't want to be here. Bye. <laughs> Bye. That would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. I'm here for that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So one more again. It can appear or disappear at will. Take your best guess. Ready? Go. But only one guess. Because that's all you get. One guess for cryptid. I don't know if, if they, we've instilled that into y'all enough now, but maybe. In case you're new here. Just in case you're new. One guess per cryptid. So and guess wisely. Only win once. Yeah. Yep. That too. Prizes go out at the end of the Christmas season. Christmas time. Yeah. It's like a wonderful. Right before Christmas. Christmas gift. Super fun mail. So yay. Yay. <laughs> all right. That's all I got. Same. Um. Send in your spooky stories. Get those started. Yep, do that. And thanks for joining us. Ta-ta. Ta-ta. For now. Bye. Bye. 
Thanks for hanging out with us. Don't forget to visit us on Facebook and Instagram for episode picks and announcements. Please rate and review on Apple, Spotify, and Facebook. We want to give a huge shout out to Stephen Goetzky for editing, Craig Weaver for music, and our very own Amanda Hagen for art. We'll talk at you next week.